0: Listening to a Called Collective podcast, where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. The Called Collective produces multiple podcasts, which you can find in the description below. To learn more about The Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective.
1: Welcome back to the Defining Yes Podcast. My name is Reagan, as I assume most of you know at this point. Today, we're taking a break from being outside in the beautiful Indiana weather. And normally, I would say that sarcastically, and we would probably have, you know, a snowstorm outside mid-February. But today, we have beautiful, sunny, and 65, but get to take a break to sit and have a conversation with my friend Ashlyn. Ashlyn Kephart. She is a freshman here at IWU, and she's also on the cross-country team. And so she has been my little answer to prayer being a a senior slash grad student on the cross country team where half of our team is basically freshmen. My number one thing I wrestled with at the beginning of the year with my coach was what does it look like to be four years older than most of my teammates and just really nervous of how that would end up. And Ashton has just kind of been my my go to person, my little buddy. I don't know why I keep saying little. She's not little. She's normal size. <laughs> but just somebody who has been an answer to prayer, a friendship that I not only needed, but also being able to connect with a freshman was just something to help bridge that gap. Uh, so she's been so fun. We We have our post small group talks where sometimes we'll stay for like two hours and just talk <laughs> about life. And so it's just been a super sweet season getting to know her and getting to... Uh, just have a friendship with her my last year, mm-hmm. and so um, she has been jumping into this wrestling with God of what a call in ministry looks like. So I'm so excited to hear from her this testimony that she is still walking through, and not a I wrestled with this in the past, and I'm good, and you know, yeah. amongst other things, but still wrestling with it. As I know, so many of you who are listening have also wrestled with this call or are still wrestling with it. And honestly, there's some of you who may have yet to wrestle with it, and you will soon. So Ashlyn's just going to kind of jump into that. And so Ashlyn, as I start every podcast, just so we get to know who you are and kind of your upbringing, I want you to start with where you came to know the Lord and then how that has progressed and led into your calling to ministry.
0: Yeah. So I grew up um, as a pastor's kid, just in the church all the time quite religiously. uh, Wednesday nights, Sunday mornings, and every in between. Uh, Any extracurricular time, any party, whatever. I was there. It was kind of an expectation, but I didn't mind the expectation. I loved it. I loved being in the church. I loved being with my friends. Uh, That's just where I had the most connection. I loved the people that just were surrounding me and my teachers and whoever it was like I just I loved being at church and so there was no really defining <coughs> moment where I was like where I became a Christian I kind of just always was like I just accepted it and I loved it and I believed it as a truth right away like I couldn't see anything else being truth and I still can't like there's just been so many, so many times in my life where I've just been like, wow, God, you're so evident. Um, you're so real. So growing up, uh, like I said, just always in the church. Uh, I went to private school, K through 12, uh, now even at Christian college. So I've always been in like this Christian bubble, just kind of surrounded. But I loved it. I loved my childhood. I love where I am now. I love being at IWU, but um, there was definitely some things that challenged me and brought great growth in my life. I remember being in sometime in elementary school and I was in a Sunday school class and one of my Sunday school teachers said something like, oh, well, you know the answer because or you always know the answer because you're a PK kid and I'm like what? <laughs> what even is a PK kid? <laughs> like I didn't even know that was a thing um honestly just wasn't terminology that was used I guess but I was like, oh oh like I guess I do know a lot like I memorized a lot of scripture I was just I knew my Bible stories I just grew up like that. And that almost changed something in me where I was like, oh, yeah, I, I know a lot. Like, it was not exactly the best mentality to have. It <laughs> uh, wasn't necessarily healthy, but I was like, yep, I, I know a lot about the Bible. I know my Bible stories. I know my Bible verses. I got it. And that's kind of where, like, my faith was all of elementary, like, just growing it. And I wanted to live for the Lord, and it, but there wasn't much thought of, like, how to Deep in my faith, really, like just I'm gonna go to church, I'm gonna memorize my verses, I'm gonna love people, you know, like I don't know if I really thought about it. Um
1: simplified version of Yeah where you ended up walking into.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the beauty of childhood. Like there's just not much thought to being a child, like and that's why we talk about childlike faith, because it's free and it's joyful a lot of times and just you're kind of in this state of being like in awe of the father, like just in awe of the simplicity of faith. And there's so much good in that, that we need to remember and go back to often. Um, But going into middle school, I started having a lot more struggles with like my friendships at school and just all the identity crisis that comes with middle school. Who am I? I, Who do I want to be? What do I want to do? How am I going to present myself still being at a Christian school like and still representing like, yes, I am a pastor's kid. Like I have expectations and I'm also a Christian, so I want to live like a Christian, but not everyone's choosing that lifestyle, even at a Christian school. And like that's that's part of life. And I really had to wrestle with, okay, Lord, like I might not be accepted because I don't listen to this music, I don't watch this kind of movies, or whatever it is. Um, And part of that, like, really grew, just my strive for innocence and purity, while it was feeling like it was being attacked, and I became almost embarrassed by it. My parents especially really just reminded me of the beauty of purity and innocence, and just what it is to um, stay pure and to stay innocent and in in so many regards I just became proud of that and I still like hold on to that and I just I hope that people especially young girls know that there's so much um, just so much beauty in keeping purity and keeping innocence uh, when our culture doesn't uh, value that mm. um, they really push for um, experiencing the world and what we don't realize is that brings a lot of scars and that brings a lot of temptation and um, just a lot of things that are so hard to wrestle with and so I'm really glad that I was protected in that way but out of that also um, I started I didn't realize it then but there was this almost rigor or, like, legalistic type of faith that I was forming. And I didn't realize it till I literally got to, like, the last few years of high school, college. Um, I just was very strong about, like, no, this is right. This is wrong. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. Um, Just, I don't know. There was no, I didn't give myself any movement or freedom. Um, So also being perfectionistic, I, and type A, I was just very hard on myself, incredibly hard on myself. And going into high school, I had a few friends, like life was good. I enjoyed high school. I was huge into sports ever since kindergarten. um, I had been playing sports full time and I just, I loved it. I ate sports up. Like, <laughs> I loved them. Um, I loved competition. I loved anything competitive. Like, just made me fire up. I was so excited. Um, just being a part of a team and being able just to run, to play soccer, basketball, whatever it was. Like, I didn't care. I just wanted to compete. And um, so in sports, I was just even more or in high school I was really involved in sports and i um, still involved in church and youth group but there came a point especially in middle school and high school where a f- switch started to flip just that I was like no like this is my own faith hmm. my parents brought me up in the church they raised me to love Jesus and I truly want to live like that like I want the faith for myself. I don't want my parents' faith. My parents are going to influence my faith, but I want my own faith. And I'm going to pursue the Lord for the rest of my days. And um, that kind of became, like, something that I was really passionate about. Um, I think since being young, I was so immersed in um, just— Like having people who were so heavily a part of the church with my dad being a pastor, um, youth pastor, and my grandpa being a pastor and family that were missionaries and a whole bunch of friends that were going into ministry uh, either here at IWU um, or whatever it was. They were doing missions work. Uh, So many people in my life that were going into ministry and that was really just what I was around. Um, and so I uh, a love for like missions started awakening in me in probably younger elementary to middle school. But I just kind of thought like, oh, yeah, that would be cool. Like, I'd love to go on a mission trip sometime. Um, so that was kind of just in the background. Um, but going like ending high school. Starting to think about like, OK, what do I want to do? I don't know. Um I just I remembered how in middle school I loved I loved being a part of ministry groups or um like just doing missions work and loved chapels I loved speaking I uh, loved writing uh, whatever it was I just had a passion for ministerial things I guess and I just didn't realize it completely um but I did I I just wanted to, wanted to pursue that, but I didn't know what that looked like, and so, you know, junior year, everyone's asking, so, like, <laughs> you, you want to go to college? Yeah, of course I want to go to college, like, probably I will, I don't know, uh, but they're like, what, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know, I guess, I'm, I'm sure I'll figure it out by senior year, Senior senior year rolls around, and people ask me the same question. What do you want to do, Ashlyn? And I'm like, maybe, maybe athletic training, maybe physical therapy. You know, I love anatomy, stuff like that. Um, Maybe teaching. I've always thought it would be cool to be a teacher. So maybe that, you know, I don't know. And I had so many people in my life. They're like, well, you're going into ministry, right? Like, I remember having this time when I had a coach and there was a really traumatic experience that happened in my like really close to home and um it impacted her really heavily and i just remember after practice um i went up to her and um all of practice i remember this tug on my heart like you need to go pray for her and i was like she's my coach like i love my coach and like do i need to go pray for her like i would love to pray for her but that's kind of awkward and I just remember this tug just kept coming. You need to go pray for her. And so after practice, I went up to my coach and I said, hey, I know what happened this weekend. Like, Can I pray for you? And I just remember standing in the middle of the gym, crying with her, praying for her. And it was such a pivotal moment. I loved Just being able to love on her. And after that she was like. You're going into ministry right? And I was like. Yeah I don't know. (laughs) Like, There's so many different things I'm interested in. And um, I just had little experiences like that. And there was something in my heart though. That was like well I know I want to do that. But like I can do ministry in any job. Um, because I come from a family that was deeply involved in ministry, I was like, well, I don't want to feel like I need to do that because that's what my family did. Um, And so I started like thinking like, okay, I'm probably just feeling the pressure of that, even though my family's not pressuring me into ministry. I want to pursue something completely different. That's non-traditional ministry, just like a regular job which is great and the Lord uses that so much and I'm like I will just the Lord will use m- me to use ministry in those jobs whatever it is and whatever it looks like um, and so I was like going into college and I just chose on exp- uh, exploratory uh, just more time to figure things out <laughs> uh, but I chose education after that class And I just remember something like still not sitting well with me. There was just a deep wrestling and I didn't know why. And there was a lot of anxiety that I had and I just assumed it was different things going on in my life and I couldn't really figure it out until it just kind of hit me. Um, I think I was there was multiple times when I was in chapel or just doing devotional time. And the Lord was like, uh, Hey, I remember, like, remember this tug on my heart, tug on your heart. Like I, I did that for a reason. Um, I totally forgot in my senior year, the end of senior year, this was the most definitive point of where I remember the Lord calling me into ministry. Uh, I was a senior in high school, it was May, and I was in a Bible study, and we were having solitude time of just prayer and reflection. And I just remember sitting there silently, and I was like, okay, Lord, my hands are open. What do you, what do you want me to do? I'm trying to figure out my life. What do you want me to do? And nothing else came to my mind except for the word ministry. And uh, he just said, ministry. Sat there for a little bit and I was like, okay, Lord, what well, ministry, that's great. Okay, I'm excited. What what does that specifically look like? And um, he was just like, I just felt like the Lord was saying, no, I, I'm not going to reveal that to you yet. Just trust me. Like, I will reveal it when I need to. Just trust, take a step. Ministry, I want you to go into ministry. Okay, and I remember being so excited about that. And then, well, I went back to college or I went into college and chose education. Why? I don't know. But I was really just trying to figure it out. Like I wanted to do all these things and I chose Spanish education because I'm still interested in missions. And I could use Spanish to use for missions and education. And I thought that would be great but there was still this wrestling in my heart. And um, I got dinner with one of my friends who's also on the team. And I just remember having a conversation with her and she's in uh, Christian education. And uh, we were just having a conversation about like calling and she was like, you know, I can't like, Everyone has a call in their life, and it might not be directly to one job. Um, but some people are going to be great teachers, and some people are going to be scientists and whatever. That's just like what we we're talking about. And she's like, "But for me, I knew that in my heart, I could not obey the Lord." Any more than going into ministry. I couldn't worship him any better than being in ministry. Um, And that's different for everyone. And when she said that. I was like. "Oh, That's exactly how I feel. I know that in myself. I can't. I couldn't worship the Lord any better. Than pursuing his call to ministry. Um, And that really just opened. A lot of stuff up. Um, And. I just still was lost. There's so much pressure and uh, stereotypes around women in ministry, and I wrestled with that. That's, it's a hard concept, and I've wrestled with it, like, biblically. And what, is that, what does the Bible really say about women in ministry? And I really do. I think that the Lord has such strong positions for women in ministry. And for me, just trying to still figure out what that looks like. Does that look like I'm going to do part time missions or um, going to work with sports or go into like physical education? Uh, what, what does that look like? But um, I remember going back to my advisor's office and sitting down with her and she was like, how are you liking your ed class? And I was like, you know, I like it but I think I'm going to change my major. (laughs) And she's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know I need to, I know I need to do something in ministry. And right then she flipped to this. She just opened this book of like the majors. And she's like, you need to look at this. And she pointed right to sports ministry. And I read it and it's like preparing you for missions, part in long time, long-term missions. And, uh, parachurch organizations and um, just all these different things that seem to fit me and I don't know what it, what that's gonna look like but I'm excited just to take that step mm. um, I don't know how the Lord's going to use that major or whatever it is but I remember when I ch- when I changed my major just feeling at ease and just at, like peace just washed over me and I got so excited. And I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to obey the Lord. Mm, Um, That anxiety was gone. Um, There's so much fruit in being obedient. Um, And there's nothing like being obedient to the Lord. I think true joy and um, just so much comes out of being obedient to the Lord. And I really believe that there's nothing better than living in obedience, um, although it's really hard sometimes. It's
1: really mm-hmm. hard, so. Amen, girl, yeah. I love that it took so long for you <laughs> to figure it out. It has been such a journey. I mean, you even said your call, senior year, was probably like the definitive moment when the Lord was like, ministry, and then you're like, yes, I'm gonna do that. Well, you kind of decide where that's gonna head, I'm going to pursue education and I'm going to go to college yeah. and figure that out. And it's almost like you knew in the back of your mind, this is what I'm going to do. But in the meantime, I have the passions and I want to pursue them. But I love that something you may not realize is everybody else who met you is like, yeah, she's she's going to be in ministry. Yeah. I mean, I remember first time you led group was pretty early on yeah. uh, first semester because you asked and we were like, okay, girl, freshman. She's going after it. She's confident. <laughs> all these things. And I remember later, Sayla was like, I'm just so confused. Like, why is she not in ministry? Like, she just has that heart where she wants everybody to know Jesus. Not that you have to, not that that kind of heart is specifically for ministry. Yeah. But you just had this way of communication. You had this passion and it was like, people just saw like, girl, we hope that God uses you in all these fields, but there's something you're supposed to be chasing. Mm -hmm. And you almost just needed that affirmation from God. You need the affirmation from your pa- family. You need the affirmation yeah. from your friends, which is important. Like affirmation in ministry is huge. Like to know, like, not only do I believe God is calling me into this, but people see I have a gift here. Like I have something to offer the church. And that is, that is passion, that is love, that is this pursuit of what it looks like to know Jesus more and to walk in obedience, like you were just saying. So I think that's incredible. But I also love that we see, you know, your passion for sports also comes out. Even, I'm not even kidding, last night, Elle and I were talking just about our crazy days yesterday and how running fit into that because Coach loves to just give us so much mileage. And she'd said she started a run with you in the morning and then you had finished it in the afternoon and she was just talking about, uh, you know, the struggle of finishing mileage sometimes. And I was like, that's the thing about Ashlyn. That girl is determined and she's going to do the little things (laughs) right. We were just like talking about your discipline and that's huge in a sports mindset to love the lord so much and to pursue that but also to be disciplined enough to to chase after the things to do the little things right and so now you have these two to some people very different worlds you have ministry you have sports and to watch you so seamlessly bring them together and to say i'm going to do ministry i'm going to do sports physical education whatever that looks like but I'm going to bridge this together because they're not always supposed to be separate, right? Ministry should be something that fits into every single occupation, right? Mm -hmm. Not everybody brings it into their occupation and that's the sad reality of the world. But to see like, without even trying, you have found a way to just push them together and saying like, I want to do ministry. I want to teach people about Jesus. That's my number one goal but I love sports and I love that aspect of moving our bodies and working our bodies and the competition even and saying these things are meant to go together and I'm going to put them together and I'm going to chase them together. And I just think that's incredible because it's something that people just don't do. Mm -hmm. They don't combine passions. They think that they have to be separate Um, and to see though you're still figuring it out and you may not know what you're going to do in three years when you get it out of college, but you know, you're going to do ministry You're going to pursue the Lord. You're going to teach people about Jesus. And you're going to allow your passions to walk alongside of that. Yeah. Right. I think that's incredible.
0: I remember even in my life calling class, which I was so glad I took. But it's a phrase that gets said so often around Iowa. But uh, my teacher just said, you know, the Lord doesn't call the equipped, He equips the called. Mm -hmm. And that hit me hard. I was just like feeling so inadequate for ministry just coming up with all these reasons against myself of why I shouldn't be in ministry, why I would be bad at it, whatever it was. And I kept just being reminded that like the Lord will equip whoever and at what time he needs. So if he calls me into ministry, I need to take that step. And even though I don't have the clarity of what that completely looks like, taking that step, the Lord will equip me for that first step. Mm. And when I take the second step, he'll equip me further. Mm. When I take that third step, he'll bring what I need. Um, like he is our sustainer. He is our provider. And that is good enough.
1: Mm. Yeah. And while you're waiting to get that, maybe this is what your occupation will look like or anything like that. How are you doing ministry now? Like, yeah. You're in a cross-country team. How are you using that as your ministry fields, right? You are, you know, in these classes, how are you using that as a building of your future ministry that you're going to have? Like all these little spheres, even, I mean, I was telling you before your conversation or the conversation I had with your roommate yesterday, mm-hmm. how does that become a sanctuary where you get to build ministry in your dorm room or in your hall? Like, you're in a pivotal season where you get to build all these things so that when you get to jump into some ministry job or field, you're like, I didn't wait three years to do this, right? Like you made you may have been building to what you're going to do, but you didn't just sit and wait. Like our call into ministry, it's not stagnant. You don't get this call and then you say, okay, when you graduate college and you get this degree that says – you know, pastoral ministries or sports mm-hmm. ministries, then go out, do your job, do the work of the Lord. It's what am I doing now? How am I using this field that I've been given to create this this beautiful culture of uh, growth and product of just like, I mean, the whole thing of you're planting a seed, but you're not gonna plant the seed in the ground and then walk away and say, all right, in three years, I'm sure you're gonna be a beautiful plant and we're gonna do it with, yeah. with you then. You got to water it. You got to feed it. You got to tend to it. And then you'll be able to see the fruit of it. And then you get to, you know, pick the flowers and go give it to somebody. Like you could actually, you know, practice that ministry in in a job setting, in an occupational setting, uh, which is just incredible to see um, just the ways that we get to be busy now. And that's something I've said. I heard this quote and it was pertaining to relationships, but I think it's something far more than that. But somebody asked, what do I do while I'm waiting? And the girl said, be busy for the kingdom. Mm. And so while you're, quote unquote, waiting for you to jump into whatever vocation you are meant to jump into, what are you doing while you wait? You're busy for the kingdom. And you're busy by pursuing the Lord in your reading and in your quiet time by, you know, being a part of a team and leading them closer to the Lord by diving into what it means to do all these things in your classes by being a good daughter and loving your family well and all these things, you're, be, you're creating an atmosphere of being busy for the kingdom so that when you get into your first ministerial role, you're like, oh, yeah, these are all the things I've done. And I have been able to pursue all these different fields and use all my gifts and talents because the Lord told me, yes, there may be a not yet for jumping into this ministry, but also there's a what are we doing now, which I think is great. And I've loved seeing you just take these passions and I think Mm -hmm. I mean over the next three years you're just going to continue to do that uh before coming into college Dr. Lowe told me that I was going to be a force for the kingdom on this campus and it was something that really empowered me to know okay I can do this and I'm called to do this and if Jim Lowe sees me and sees Mm -hmm. that in me then I need to see it myself I see the same in you You you're going to do incredible things for this for the kingdom and this campus is part of your story and I'm excited to see the way that you You bring heaven here and you just make this place a radical place of testimony and a pursuit of the Lord. Uh, And I just think that's incredible. And I'm so excited to just see you thrive as I mean, I love seeing you thrive now. Mm -hmm. I I was just telling Steve the other day, like, it sucks that Ashlyn is three years younger than me because I get this one year and then we get to have to, you know, figure out what life looks like. Yeah, You doing your thing, me doing my thing. But I'm excited to continue to cheer you on from the sidelines mm-hmm. and to watch the ways that you just run with this. And, I mean, I even love, like, the day you – it was, like, what? Like, the end of a week when you told me, I think I'm supposed to switch my major to ministry. And I was like, yeah, girl. I was like, you got to do something about it. Like, yeah. go talk to somebody. And I'm expecting, like, I'm going to hear back in a little bit from you. It was, like, that the beginning of the next week. And you were like – so I switched my major to ministry. <laughs> I was like, Yeah.
0: yeah! <laughs> I remember telling my dad, and my dad was just like, Yeah, I know you're called the ministry. I was like, Dad, what yeah? <laughs> Why didn't you tell me this earlier? He's like, Well, I didn't want to pressure you. Mm. And I just wanted you to take on the call yourself. Mm-hmm. And obviously he doesn't know everything, but he was like no i see these qualities it's just like you were talking he was like i see the i see these qualities i've seen them since you were born like i <laughs> like it just made sense mm-hmm. so yeah
1: yeah and now you get to walk into it yeah which is incredible and somebody's going to be listening and they're going to be in that you know their young days of pursuing the lord and they're going to be like mm-hmm. know that the calling's there not know what to do about it and to see Asha was in the same boat. She didn't quite know everything, but she knew that she loved the Lord and that was going to drive everything else. And then now you get to walk into this calling and what it means. And you have, you know, you talked about the Iwo bubble, that Christian bubble almost. You have this sanctuary, though, to to build this and to dive into it so that when you are spit out into the world where there is so much brokenness and difficulty out there, you have such a strong foundation that you know how to tackle these situations, you know how to love people well, and you know how to do these hard things because you have been trained to know how to love them the best that you can because you allowed God to flow you flow through you. Mm. So I think that's just a gift you have. And yeah, just so excited to see how the Lord will continue to work in you and to use you. Um, And thanks for coming and sharing your testimony. It was so fun to just spend time with you and, I mean, I know now Astra and I get to go spend miles upon miles together as Lots we get to run. <laughs> uh, but just thanks for jumping on and doing something different and sharing your story. Because I think it's, it's something that's going to impact a lot of people who are in that wrestling season right alongside of you. Mm-hmm. So thanks for sharing.
0: Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah,
1: And the Defining Yes podcast, as always, we will see you back next week.